We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? All right, and welcome to the Invasion of the Podcast. This is Paul, and to my left, as always, is Mr. Fix-It. Joe Peters. Mr. Fix-It. Oh, yeah. so now I'm like the Hulk. Yeah, because you, right. you were recently in Vegas first day, so oh, I had you a feeling what? that you, know, you were like, there. Okay, very good. To very good. just break people's hands <laughs> and be angry about things. I, was, I don't know. It was, uh, yeah. I was very green in Vegas, but what? I think it was from all the, the drinking. Was there anything, anything um, I don't know, uh, related to what we do here on the podcast out in Vegas that you saw that was uh, interesting? Um, I actually know there was. I saw there was some street art that they had over by the link which is right across the street from Caesar's Palace now. Uh, they did different graffiti on one of the alleyways where the um, they, they built a whole new shopping area. But uh, there was a, a Salvador Dali-esque um, graffiti of Star Wars stuff. And oh. it looked really cool. It was basically Dali's melting clocks, but it was like the Millennium Falcon and AT-ATs and stuff. It looked really cool. I'll, I'll, I'll post a picture up on Facebook. You guys can check, check it out. Well, considering that like Salvador Dali, the name by itself, could be a Star Wars character yeah. of some sort. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And that mustache. <laughs> yeah. So um, I did not have as, um, as wonderful as, uh, as a vacation weekend away. Um, I was here in, the, in, in Cleveland, which is, you know, like, it's a vacation kind of. Like if you, I don't know, it's not a vacation, it's Cleveland, but, um, I was here. I saw some interesting movies. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, but let's get to some news. News team assemble. So what do we have for news? Um, well, I, I've, I've been away, so I've been trying to catch back up. Uh, the, uh, I guess one of the big news is, is CBS is getting more and more stuff out there about Supergirl the tv show dc's doing um yeah like i was i was telling joe before before we started recording like uh, cbs has a a uh, six minute teaser up of uh supergirl super supergirl Su- you go girl no uh <laughs> supergirl it's up online it's like six minutes it's like a brief little like i don't know it's like an encapsulation of like their pilot um it is very cbs-y that's that's all i can say about it it's like are there um, a lot of like uh, audience laughs pumped in? No, there, there, <laughs> there's no there's no canned laughter, um, but it's more like this girl. She's down on her luck. She works at a magazine and she's running into opposition. It's like <laughs> Alec McBeal with capes. Like I don't know. It's very like there's bits in it that are like okay, this could be kind of fun, but they they kept saying like you know well your cousin your cousin. It's like we get it. Like yeah. she's related to Superman. And she's called Supergirl, and she well, can make it happen. Well, I I was kind of shocked to see that they're gonna. Granted, it's a different network, and I doubt DC probably had a say in it because they it's their time slots, CBS's time slots. They're throwing it up against Gotham, so you got CBS's Supergirl up against Fox's Gotham, but the same kind of properties of DC head to head. I'd be pretty pissed about it's, it. It's kind of yeah. It's like it it if both of them are. Like receive successfully, 
that it's not going to help the brand. Yeah. But from what everyone says about Gotham, it's like, eh, it's okay. So yeah, Supergirl it's... seems like it's going to be, like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. So next thing you know, Marvel's going to put uh, Luke Cage out on Hulu with the same time that Iron Fist comes out on uh, Netflix. <laughs> well, what's going to happen is the CW is going to air one episode of Flash, The Arrow, or something during that same time, and it's going to spawn six different spinoffs in that one episode is what's going to happen. You know what, though? I have uh, I have faith because, I mean, DC has, has done some solid TV, and uh, who knows? Yeah, I like so far. I mean, like I think Marvel is starting to step it up, but I think uh, DC has definitely had the right people in place for at least the CW yeah. to produce some interesting things. So I, I thought it was interesting. You can go ahead and check out the first look on uh, the CBS website. Um, I, I don't know what, what I, there was some song playing at the end. I don't. It was some it was some like popular guy singing, and it, I mean, it's like <laughs> male Taylor Swift. I don't even know who that is, but it, that's what it felt like. All right. So, okay. Anyway, but, uh, enough of that. Um, We've talked else? more about Supergirl than it'll probably be on the I, air anyway. I think, yeah, I think that's like a lot of like TV stuff. Um, speak, I mean, you know, in, in terms of DC Marvel and stuff, I know uh, Agent Carter got renewed for a second season. Yes. Um, and then I heard Constantine did get canceled. Yes. Which, if you have not watched Constantine, I highly recommend it. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't it, watch any it, of it. It, it, was, it was very entertaining. Um, I love Keanu Reeves ruined it for me. You, you know what? Don't don't because I agree with you. Like Keanu Reeves, Constantine is is whoa yeah. demons. <laughs> um, but yeah, the executive producers say that they want to try to find another home for Constantine, which is good because that generally means the cast and the producers kind of actually want to keep the show going. Well, there was that rumor too that um that uh, Arrow was supposed to cross over. And guest star for like a split second because the whole notion of the Lazarus Pit and Constantine was supposed to be like an expert on that. Yeah. So there's like talk of that, and but it was like cross networks and yada yada yada. That would have been a weird crossover because like Constantine seemed to be contained in his own world of the occult. Yeah. And I think you know bringing that in. Well, that's just as as odd as like uh, was it um, Del Toro was has been working on uh, Justice League Dark as a movie. As a, a movie? Yeah. Really? They're supposed to have... Um, oh, shoot. Who I know that? it's uh, him. It's Constantine's Swamp Thing, uh, Zatanna. Yeah. I, um, I, like There was like the, like the, the weird oddball DC people. Were yeah, supposed to be yeah. Uh, Dead Man? Was Dead Man one of them? I think it was. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. But... No, it's, I, it's just it's DC. <laughs> we start I, I talking about stuff and you guys listen and they're like, they don't know what the hell they're know. talking it's about. Like, oh. Man, I'm gonna listen to that DC podcast. I don't know what's going on, but uh, <laughs> so I, you know, like, and, and speaking of like renewals and cancellations, like that, that was like I was, I was hoping Agent Carter would come back. I was glad that it did. I, um, I think it's a nice, interesting. Like, I think eight eight episodes is enough uh, to get like a good arc across. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that could be interesting. I know that there's still talk possibly of the Mockingbird, mock, Mockingbird. I can't talk tonight. Mockingbird and, um, uh, the other guy and, uh, um, Mr. Mockingbird. Yeah. Mr. Mockingbird. Agent Shield. His, his real name's Nick blood. Yeah. So that's not his character's yeah. name. <laughs> I know his, uh, his, his character's name is Hunter, but yeah, his, his real, real his name is name Nick, should Blood. Be Nick Blood. His yeah. character's name should be Nick Blood. <laughs> yeah, so they're still talking that happening. I think that maybe they need to reel it back a little bit and make Agents Shield as, as good as possible. I haven't and, gotten caught up on Shield oh. yet. I know. Didn't they just wrap it up? The yeah, they did. I didn't. I didn't get to watch the two hour season finale, but everything about the season has been great. Well, I, I've dug it. I read a little bit of reviews that didn't really reveal anything, and and like I loved season two. I thought it really just kind of was like keep kept on going up the mountain, like that guy from. Uh, 
Price is Right. So <laughs> the, the Yodler, the, 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 the Yodler, yeah. yeah, that was like Agents of <laughs> Shield season two for me. Season one was kind of like we're getting ready and our packs ready, you know, and then, yeah, and so then I'm like, up the mountain we go. I don't, I don't even want to go up this damn mountain after watching, you know, putting all this stuff in the first season, and then the second season is just like, yeah. But um, first season was Base Camp. And you're like, yeah, it's okay, yeah. but it's not quite every that needs to be. Yeah. But from what I've read, the the last two episodes are pretty pretty uh pretty big yeah so hopefully we'll get to that i, I will get to that sometime <laughs> this week uh um th- th- we were talking about uh there some movie trailers came out uh jim and the holograms yes uh there and, you go so you're welcome <laughs> the three jim fans out there we're going to talk about this for a second <laughs> you know there's no wrong i didn't i didn't watch jim really unless i forgot to change the channel when i was like five uh because i mean let's face it like you know he man was over and and when gem comes on you're just like what are you still watching this for yeah but i no, i'm glad that they did a gem in the holograms movie i did watch the trailer and uh i, I probably definitely will not watch the movie um because six times five times maybe but <laughs> not six times yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna hold off because i don't want it to outdo age of ultron for me <laughs> but um no, the trailer I I I liked, but not as not as a fan. I just appreciated what they did with the source material. There's um, there's no Jim and the Holograms connected universe coming, is there? Where it's like, oh, no. got Jim and the Holograms yeah. and Josie and the Pussycats and uh, whatever band Archie was in and and the the Brady Bunch band or whatever they're all <laughs> the Brady Bunch band. Yeah. No, but the I, did you watch the trailer? I did. Um, I, I take I took away a little different where it's like this felt like, it, it, you know, it could have been. It, it could be an interesting movie. Um, from what I remember of Jim and Holograms, it's not fun enough. Yeah. And it's not as weird sci-fi enough. Well, I feel like why, well, and again, it's only a trailer, but just from what I gather from the trailer, it, it I feel like it captured the essence of the characters in the 80s, like what they tried to do for young girls, like, you mm-hmm. know, as like a cartoon show for for little girls, like, you know, you know the, the fame, the the rock star image, the thing like that. And they've, they've done that through generations too. You know, if it's like, like Hannah Montana is like, I was about to say that yeah, gem of like her generation. Like what this is, the Hannah Montana movie. Yeah. About Hannah Montana. So this is kind of like a, like a retro of that, you know, but then again, like with the, the cartoon there, there was always like a little bit of action. Like the hot gem and the holograms would always get into something, yeah. you know, they'd have to rescue Rio or something like that. But you know, I don't, I don't know if they're going to do that in the movie. But at the same time, I feel like they're going to be able to like have a show or have a movie for tweens to get into, like it was the cartoon when we were kids. Yeah, I, I guess it's just that um, not that not that they need to satisfy me, a thirty-six-year-old male, like watching the trailer <laughs> yeah. for for Jim and the Holograms. But yeah. it just it felt like they're just like, oh well, we'll take the makeup and the hairdos. But we'll make that a persona on stage and not an actual like lifestyle. And it's like, yeah. And not that I, I don't know. I, I, I guess ultimately, I don't know what kind of movie I thought this was going to be. But the trailer was just like, eh. yeah, it's jumping holograms and it's, it's modernized. More. It is not like, truly outrageous. <laughs> truly, truly outrageous. Truly, truly outrageous. But like, I, I thought it was cool because like, you know, they went retro. They, they got the makeup. They got the weird hair. It wasn't like they just took these girls and they're like, oh, there's some Taylor Swift clones and that's the new gen. Oh, that's what that felt like. Was just like it, it's, it's Taylor Swift. It, the Movie. It did feel like it was Taylor Swift, like like retroed eighties, you know, because that's basically what it was. Yeah, yeah. If they if they renamed the movie like Swift Five, there's Swift not Five, there's not really five. <laughs> I think there's four people in the band, but it's called Swift Five. Like, um, I, yeah. Speaking of like uh, Gem and that that whole era, um, Ninja Turtles Two is filming. Uh, there, it's coming along. 
And there's a there's a cam. Did you read about the cameo that they're gonna have in it? No. Uh, uh, Judith is it Judith Hoig? Hoag? She played April O'Neil in the 1990 version. Oh, she's gonna be in the new one. Oh. They haven't really revealed who she's gonna be, but it's kind of a cool throwback to see like April O'Neil Senior. April, yeah, <laughs> April O'Neil Senior. Like she's gonna be uh, what's her name, uh, Megan Fox's mom or something. But it they'll was have, kind of they'll have to like mess her thumbs up just to match Megan Fox. Oh, don't worry, I don't want to talk about the club thumb. <laughs> she has some weird thumbs. Stop, but, stop it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, Senior O'Neill, what are you doing right now? I'm so sorry that first Turtles movie ruined your career. Could you yeah. come back for another one? Did she? Did she do anything past that? I don't think she did anything past I don't, that. I don't know. Um, so, all right, well, that's exciting. I mean, are they going to get um? Oh, uh, was it uh, Eli? Co- Co- what was his name? The guy. Uh, Elias, the guy that played Casey Jones in the first movie, they would get him to come no, back. No, no, the guy that looks like uh, what's his name from uh, uh, Law and Order. Yeah, he looks a lot like oh, what's uh, that? You know, I know normally know that guy's name. He's the, he's too. the it's he's the can of mixed vegetables in What Hot American Summer. What is his name? Uh, Christopher, <laughs> Maloney. Christopher Maloney. Yeah, as soon as you said Christopher, I was like Christopher Maloney. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. So it's. I don't know. They should have got Christopher Maloney to play they, Casey Jones. They, they then should, it would have messed with your head. <laughs> they should get they should get the can of mixed vegetables to come in to Ninja Turtles too. Because at that point, who cares? Yeah, yeah. So I, we'll that's talk exciting. About, we'll yeah. talk about Ninja Turtles probably later, but um, yeah. I think that's. I don't want to go too heavy on the news. Um, to, I guess uh, I'll throw this in here too, like because I know we don't really talk about his video games as much as we should. I know, like Heroes of the Storm is launching in a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Blizzard's massive online battle arena. Um, in case you guys don't know what that is, it's it's kind of a like a like a like a over the top uh, five versus five little action game um, that's that's popular. That actually spawned from uh, Blizzard game Warcraft three. Yeah, you guys maybe heard somewhere clones like uh, like not clones like Dota came from that. Um, Smite is another one that's yeah, kind of popular. Um, There's actually a DC yeah. uh, DC Universe DC, one. Yeah, DC has one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a big thing now where it's more like team play oriented. Yeah, it's it's very team oriented. Um, originally, it was uh, Warcraft 3. Like every time they did these strategy games, they always gave you map editors. So you could play the regular game, but then you could kind of make your own game, which is kind of cool. And the most popular game type, uh, I guess, modification for Warcraft 3 was called Defense of the Ancients. That's where Dota comes from. So... Oddly enough, this whole separate game spawned of DOTA be from a mod called DOTA from Warcraft Three, and now work and now Blizzard's yeah, kind of Steam has they have they're releasing Dota Two yeah. like as a sequel, but then Blizzard's like, hey Steam, what if we release a MOBA that is the same kind of but we call it our thing, but yeah. you guys can do your thing, and everyone's like, yeah, we're all friends, it's cool. Like it's just it's such a weird genesis of how that all came out to be. Well, Blizzard's kind of just covering every base they can with PC games. I think they've got the Team Fortress Two. Uh, what is it called? Overwatch coming Overwatch. out. Overwatch. That's yeah, their that their one in really development. Cool. Yeah. But you know, if you go down, like any of you guys play any Blizzard games, if you go down the list, if you've got a Blizzard launcher, like the game types are solid. Uh, types of games for the PC that are that are pretty notorious. You know, real-time strategies, MMOs, this MOBA thing, uh, even the card game with Hearthstone, and Diablo is is going to be king of the mountain with what Diablo is, you know. They only, they need a um, like a clicking adventure game, kind of like Sam and Max. They need something like that. Or, or Mist. Or Mist. They That's need to have they a, yeah. a Blizzard version of Mist. 
<laughs> but you know what? I'd play that. <laughs> I would buy that right now. If, but, if it was set in the Warcraft universe, I'd be like, oh, I'll, I'll keep uh, clicking. It's fine. That's like, what I do anyway. I had, I had, I had to click on the Fell Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, I clicked wrong. But check out Heroes of the Storm comes out uh, June second. Uh, it's free to play, um, and it, if you like Blizzard at all, basically it's. It's a battle royale of Blizzard characters. You got StarCraft guys fighting Diablo guys and WarCraft guys fighting them, and you pick everybody from different universes. So if you got a favorite from one game, they're probably in there. It's like every um, non-sexy Blizzard fanfic that I wrote. I mean, read. I mean, I'd never looked up. You never. <laughs> we'll stop. Okay. All right. What do we got? Is that is that for news? I think that's it for news. Okay. I don't want to get too news heavy because I wasn't reading up on vacation. Yeah, that's true. And I um I was um distracted by a couple movies this uh, weekend. I will go into those briefly. Uh, first, I saw Maggie, which is the like when I say Arnold Schwarzenegger zombie flick, everyone just <laughs> automatically assumes this guy's going to go in and you know kick ass and just shoot everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and he does walk around with a rifle for most of the movie, but he doesn't use it. And it is, and, and, and um, so it's it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He plays a father that's going to go in like Kansas City, like in the middle of the city, to go pick up his daughter who ran away. His daughter is played by uh, Abigail Breslin, um, who you know from Little Miss Sunshine and uh, Zombieland, which I made the joke that I did not realize that Maggie was a sequel to Zombieland. But, uh, <laughs> a sequel to <laughs> Zombieland. So he he goes to pick her up. Um, so this is like kind of in the wake of like a zombie outbreak, but they never say zombie like directly it's more of like an Most infection zombie movies don't they yeah. dance around the zombie they, they want to be taken seriously without saying the z word but she was so beginning of the movie she's already bit so you know like this isn't great but in this world um when the outbreak happens like it's slow moving we're talking like six weeks six to eight weeks for it to finally run its course and completely take somebody over so it's more like you have time it's more of like an allegory for terminal illness where it's like you have a little bit of time with this person before they're taken over by this yeah. thing. And it's more of a father coming to grips with losing his daughter than it is to strip a zombie movie. And I, that's why I wanted to see it. So it's released on video on demand. I, I went to the local uh, Capitol Theater, put some money down to go see it. Um, there was only two of us in the theater. It was myself and another guy. I don't know what he was expecting. <laughs> I, you know, I, I knew what I was getting into. And um, the guy, the person who directed it, I believe he worked for Naughty Dog and did some of the, like the title work, Henry Hobson for um, for Last of Us, which this movie felt very similar. Where it's like you got an older man and you have a girl who may or may not be infected, but kind of is, and it's kind of sad and it's gloomy. And it could have been The Last of Us, the movie, but it but it wasn't. So um, it was it was good. It was really good. Like I was telling I was telling uh, 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 Mary, uh, my my fiance, who um, the 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 long suffering fiance, who I talk about all the stuff with. I was telling her that the movie is good. It it lacks that little emotional punch at the end that would make it going from good to great. Okay. And I don't want to ruin it. Like you know. Well, I I was really I haven't seen it. I do want to see it. I was interested in it because I like zombie movies that aren't your your typical zombie movie. I think that zombies are a great vehicle to to draw out a lot of human emotion Absolutely. in movies. Yeah. Um, and this sounds like, like exactly what it is. Like I know people that are big zombie fans that would probably go see this movie. Like you were saying, Arnold zombies, yeah, you know. Yeah. But then when you get there, you're like, there's no action. And I'm like, yes, but like watching that happen to your daughter is the the drama and the yeah. And, and like he he actually makes me care about what's going on. Like I just 
I, I you know I like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like he's he's oh know, yeah the, the flipping Terminator. Like you gotta you gotta like him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you don't got to, but it's like there's a lot of movies that you enjoy him in. Yeah. And he actually emotes and like there's points where you're just like I can totally relate to this guy knowing that he only has a certain amount of time left mm-hmm. with with his daughter because like there's there's nothing in this movie that hints that there's the possibility of this ending well. Yeah. And, and that's not, a, that's not a spoiler or anything. It's just like you, it's like watching the road and expecting Ugh. that to end well, which it, that goes into what we're going to talk about later a little bit, yeah. but it's more like, Oh, Oh, what, what, what's going on? Um, well, what, what's, what's his name? Uh, from Lord of the Rings. I, I know he's like Viggo Mortensen, but what was his name? Uh, what was the name of the movie? Lord of the Rings. He was, uh, Aragorn. Aragorn. Okay. Like, oh, I'm Aragorn. like, what are you talking about? It's it? like Aragorn. You're, you're just so upset. You take, uh, your ring and you throw it away in that movie. I just, I know this isn't going to end well for you. Same thing for Schwarzenegger. It's like Terminator. I know you have a daughter that's not robotic, but it's not going to end well for you. I'm yeah. so sorry. Well, I think like a lot of my favorite zombie movies are ones where it's the people, you know, the gore is going to be there. The monsters, the zombies are definitely an antagonist, but like, I think like the emotion and the drama of the people in the story are kind of what draw me into a good zombie movie. Yeah. And I think this is one of those ones where even though I wasn't satisfied with the ending, I don't regret watching it. And I don't think the ending is enough to make me dislike the movie, Mm -hmm. which there's movies where I can be kind of on the fence about, and I get to the end, I could be like, screw you. I never want to watch you again. This is one of those ones where I feel like, um, that if you guys don't want to go to the theater, if it's not local to you, then, then, you know, like, Video on demand, like watch it, support things like this, because I think well done, interesting, I guess this is technically a horror movie, but well done, interesting movies that are kind of off beaten path that actually explore actual issues that have a little bit of like a sci-fi or horror beat to it. There's not enough of those done well. So support this one, please. Yeah. And I know like, um, not to, not to get too far off subject with that, but like, uh, the mist, it's yes. not a – there are no zombies in it, but to me that is an excellent zombie movie because of the human interaction in that grocery store. Oh, that gun that, – that, this will this is all foreshadowing to what we're talking about later for uh, – Yes, it is. For things. You I'm know? sorry. So we're, yeah. No, no, we're getting there. We'll talk so, about that. Oh, another movie I want to talk about right now real real briefly, um, Roar, uh, which we talked about and we did, we did mention on the Facebook um, – the Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Facebook. Um it is the movie that uh, I talked about previously. I think I mentioned it. It was shot in the late 70s, released in the early 80s, where it was basically like, hey, we'll get a bunch of actors and we'll get them around real lions and uh, jungle cats and elephants and just kind of see what happens. And we went to go see this in the theater mm-hmm. at the at Cedar Lee uh, midnight last week. I was there with uh, with Mary, um, some other friends, um, too many to mention. Actually, uh, you know. I, I, you know, shout out to all you people that were there with me and because I know I was talking like a lot during the movie not like like being a jerk but like yelling at the movie at things that was going on because hmm. I felt uncomfortable like you ever get that moment where you feel so uncomfortable watching something where you just shake your body and go Ugh, I can't deal with that yeah these these lines would go up to people and just like paw at them I'm like are they playing with them or are they starting to eat them I don't know what was going on right and the music in the movie at times was so upbeat and like Disney like Things are great, but you see these large jungle cats walking around, crushing things that are near people because they're like, what's this? Is there a person in this cabinet? I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, are they, are they really being playful or are they close to killing somebody? Yeah. And you just never knew the entire time. Well, I'd read, uh, I read, I read some of the stuff about the injuries. You told me about a few of them and I know 
Uh, Melanie Griffith almost lost an eye. Yeah, and it, well, I I can tell you what scene it was. It was ridiculous. Like, there's a bit where there's a large cat lying on top of her, and it's like, and there's this weird overdubbing in the movie the entire time because mm-hmm. I'm because I it wouldn't surprise me if really what was going on was get this cat off of me. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> But like the, the, but it was more like, oh, I don't know. Where's dad at? Dad will help us because they come to visit their father who is stationed in, um, in Africa. He's like some kind of doctor. Like you see him help one person at the beginning of the movie. He doesn't help anybody the rest of the movie. Um, and he leaves for a bit, um, with two Bengal tigers. I don't know why these two Bengal tigers follow him. <laughs> They're like, they just kind of keep with him on his journey. And at one point he's driving in a convertible. Like, like, uh, just a beat up convertible convertible with two Bengal tigers in the back seat, and he's just driving around. And these tigers don't care, they don't really care. Tigers, a known fact, love convertible Sunday rides. I guess so, because these I, two didn't do anything. Yeah, but. they were probably happy as a peach. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> a peach, they could eat people whole. But, uh, <laughs> so like, these people are just like, they show up at this house, and it's like the house looks fine. And then as they're in there, all these jungle cats walk in and they start tearing the place up. They didn't do it while he was there. So I kind of have a kind of feeling they're just like, oh, dad's not here. Just tear everything up. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But so it was like bizarre watching all these people like in these life threatening situations. But then there's also juxtaposition, juxtaposition, whatever position. There you go. Um, against images of cats doing cat things. Like there is clearly moments where there's these large jungle cats in a kitchen and they jump up on a cabinet and knock everything off and then run away. Mm-hmm. Like, but there's these huge cats. They're just like, I'm going to bat this off and be like, I didn't do that. And just take off. And it was really bizarre. So it was kind of cats acting like cats, but cats that are like 20 times the size of house cats. Yeah. There was a bit yeah. like these people were in a boat, like a regular little rowboat and they're trying to get away and they're, they're going along the shoreline and there was a lion there and the lion just looked at him, took his paw out and just grabbed the edge of the boat and just brought it slowly into him. <laughs> and like, you see the guy take an oar and be like, no, 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 no. We're going to, we're going to go away. And then the cat looked at him and just put his paw back out and grabbed the edge of the boat and brought it right back. This happened like four times. And it's like, you know, they just let the cameras run where the cat's like, I don't know what's going on. I'm yeah. going to bring you closer to me. And it's like they, and they had to be calm because it's like this thing is probably going to take a swipe at them. So the cats were weird, like, and like they're aggressive and then not. They had an elephant that I don't know what this elephant problem, this, his elf, he was a dick. The elephant was a dick <laughs> the entire time. Anytime there was a motor transportation near this elephant, he broke it. I don't know why. <laughs> and the elephant was a dick. And you can even see the lines are like, I don't know who this guy is. He's a dick. And that's all that was going on. So it was his a His really- agent probably worked out a really bad deal for him. <laughs> He's like, Sorry, elephant. You're the dick in this movie. He's like, I don't, I don't want to be. There's all these lines. It's just, you're the dick. It's fine. It was a really bizarre movie. Um, I'm going to own this on Blu-ray because it's just it breaks my brain that it exists. And I recommend everybody at least see it once. Um, it's coming out soon. Um, it's also playing at the Capitol Theater, um, which is also in Cleveland on the west side, um, at midnight this Saturday. Like, if you guys aren't doing anything, go watch it. It just it, it defies expectation. Hmm. And I talked way too much about lions and elephants being dicks. No, that's fine. <laughs> so something else happened this weekend? Oh, it's kind of important. Well, of course, it's Sunday was Mother's Day. Yeah, the all important Mother's Day. Which let, let's get into this. This is important. I don't condone that, but it's a great song. So anyway. Um, Joe came up with this wonderful idea with it being Mother's Day, and that's why I think it's appropriate to talk about the Supergirl and the Jim and the Holograms and then what we're going to talk about later a little bit. Um, Joe had a really great idea to celebrate Mother's Day. Oh, so for Mother's Day, me and Paul, 
We're, we are going to do the top ten list of the best and worst mothers of movies, TV, comics, video games, whatever. Yeah, media. Media. Yeah. Um, number one would not – I mean I'm not jumping on the list, but I, I don't want to like not throw out my, – my mom would be number one. I'm sure Paul's mom would be number one on an, on an actual mom's list. Sure. You know, but Best or worst, I don't know. Flip unf- a coin. Yeah. Unfortunately, my mom didn't take me to be in a movie with lions when I was a kid. So, like, be thankful for yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, do you want to start? Like, you know what? Lions are pretty terrible. I guess I could deal with Antonio Banderas yeah. for a while. I don't know. I do don't. You... That implies he's a terrible person. I don't know. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to start with the good or the bad first? Um, I don't know. I think. Um, oh, see, I have some stuff I've I, I've written down for good that is kind of ridiculous. So I don't know where we want to go with this. And this um, is like not in a, a like a. This is not scientific. By no, any yeah, I basically we basically took a lot of like names and I I kind of jumbled them all together and then I I kind of rated them and and I went off of stuff I, I was actually exposed to enough. Like I I mean I know that you know I hate to to break anybody's heart, but I I, I don't have uh, Carol Brady on here or uh, June Cleaver, even though they are solid moms, but I just did really not watch that much Brady Bunch. Yeah, I, I didn't want to go the whole like sitcom route, but yeah. there's a couple that kind of yeah, end up here. So yeah. so we can roll through, because I think maybe the the best moms first and then the worst moms will okay, be Okay, yeah, better, let's, so. let's do the best moms first. Okay. Um, who did you – you want to – here, you go first. Who did you have okay. for number 10? Number 10 um, – I'll put down Murphy Brown because oh, yeah. you know there was a big deal like the whole thing was, was her a being a single deal. mother yeah and people freaked out about it I remember and that the later seasons was her balancing being like you know a professional career woman yeah. and having a kid I remember when that happened because I would watch that show with my mom that was actually a pretty good show it was and I remember when she was having the baby and it was a big deal and I was in school and I, I can't remember what grade I was in but I was kind of young I was like around like ten or eleven and like. I was talking to one of my teachers after class ended, and I was like, hey, are you going to watch Murphy Brown tonight because she's having her baby? And my teacher looked at me like, why the hell are you watching Murphy Brown have her baby? Like, you're 10. And I'm like, I don't know. I just exposed it. This is one of the last CBS shows I ever watched. But anyway, so. My number 10 was Bambi's mom. Oh, so, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, you know, Bambi's mom, like, basically taught him everything, and then she sacrificed herself so he could get away. Yeah, like, I was I was talking to Mary about this, and it was like, you do anything Disney, all the moms end up horror, like, they end up in bad ways, yeah. or they're, like, evil. And it's like, there's no in-between. And, and, yeah, like, that's true. I mean, maybe there's something out there I don't know about, but it eh. just feels like that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you know, you know, Bambi was like, you know, like, I'm a deer. I should probably befriend the skunk because my mom taught me good. I don't know. Uh, so right. yeah, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you Bambi's mom. All right. Uh, number, number nine, um, in no particular order, Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers. Oh yeah. Linda. I didn't think about Linda Belcher. They've raised some weird kids, but she loves them enough to be yeah. weird and, but they're not bad kids. Okay. You know what? My, my number nine kind of coincides with that. I, I went with Morticia Adams. Oh, there you go. Same so, thing. Same right? thing. Yeah. It's just different generations. <laughs> One's animated. They both have dark hair. So and just, just so you guys know, we, we really didn't compare lists the whole. No. Lot, yeah. Like, like we try. And, and I mean, I know you guys are brother, whatever. Uh, we don't, we try to keep some stuff from us. So our, our reactions will be yeah. more genuine. So, so number eight, I'm going to give you number eight and you're going to, you're going to like this one. Okay. Beatrix kiddo. From Kill Bill. Oh, you know what? Okay. I say she's a good mom because, you know, she woke up and was like, I have a kid. Yeah. I'm going to kill everybody in between yep, to yep. get there. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to touch on that because she's on my list too. So, oh, shoot. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number eight was Sophia Petrillo. 
which is uh, Dorothy's mom from the Golden Girls. Oh, there we go. Yes, the yes, Stelgetti. The Stelgetti, yes. like yes. always the best zingers and like she's always got to be like, you know, busting your balls and then but like she really kind of cared about her daughter a lot. Yeah, so. that, hey, that's a good one. I didn't even think about that. That's I, I'll give you that. Um, number seven. This is probably going to be on your list. Okay. Sarah Connor. Yes, she is. <laughs> and uh, she's on my list. And, and we'll talk we'll talk about it like when we get to that there. I, I, you know, I know we're going to have some of these matched up. She was a crazy mother, but she did prepare her son well for the future war. Oh, yeah. So. Um, number seven. I had the, the Queen Alien. Oh, dang it. Yeah. (laughs) Spoiler alert, there goes my number five. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk Uh, about her when we get to your five. Oh, it's fine. Um, It shows you that we're really a lot alike. So there's that. Uh, (laughs) It's like, you know, know, is she a good mother or a bad mother? That's the question. I thought she was a good mom. She just didn't realize that where they were at was like, it was a ticking time bomb. Nobody else really liked her. It was just their kids. Yeah, that's true. You know? You know. Like, she she was cool. Like She was like Honey Boo Boo's mom. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, I have some monsters out there, but I love them. Yeah. Yeah, like, like she was cool. Like, Ripley shows up with the flamethrower, and she's kind of like, all right, you can go. And then Ripley kind of torches everything and she's like, all right, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Let's get it straight. Like, Ripley was about to leave and then one of the eggs opened up, which I guess the mom really can't control, but one of the eggs is like, all oh, these people in here. Yeah. And then, then Ripley just kind of tilted her head and was like, no, this yeah. is not how this is going to be. It's kids, you know? Yeah. It's like if you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get my, my kids aren't going to scream and cry anymore. And then, and then one, one does, starts crying yeah. and be like, I can't help that. Yeah. I can't help that it wants to jump on your face. You should have got out of here quicker. That's true. I'll give you that. Now so we, now we got to fight. <laughs> right. So um, <laughs> number six. <laughs> yes. Um, I have uh, Wilma Flintstone. Oh, Wilma's a good one. Um, I definitely looked at Wilma uh, to to put on the list. Um, I I didn't watch enough Flintstones to get a good judge of her parenting. Yeah. I, I think I think it's more. Um, it was uh, to me. It was always the Fred and Barney show. Well, but but Betty Rubble. I think she's the one that really she had the son that could destroy everything. So that's this a better, is true. Yes, and they like, adopted him. Yeah, Pebbles. Pebbles didn't really cause many any problems. It yeah. was Bam Bam was like it was like okay, we we need to have really good insurance. So I changed my answer. It's Betty Rubble. <laughs> Betty, Betty Rubble. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, yeah, when yeah. we got thrown out. Uh, yeah. My number. My number six was Claire Huxtable. Oh, there Keep, you go on that list too. I, I'll find some other stuff. It's fine. No, 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 no. no. Keep them where no, they're no, at. I, Keep no. them where they're at. What else do I have in here? All right, number yeah. who. Uh, Number five was your Queen Alien. Yeah. Uh, who did I for number five? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna change my number five. Okay. Pamela Voorhees. You know, <laughs> you're gonna be she... mad at me. Later. <laughs> Is that in your list too? No, oh, not, I might take things for your list. Not I'm this so, one. Not this one. <laughs> She's a pretty good mom. She's she like, was a you good know what? Mom. She should have paid attention to her kids swimming. And that's but but otherwise, no, it wasn't. Yeah. She no. The damn counselor should have paid attention to her kids. Yeah, and she made them pay. Yeah, then, um, my num- she did leave them at a young age, though. So my number five was Mrs. Weasley from Harry Potter. Oh, I'll, I'll default because I, other than didn't watching that first Potter. movie, I didn't. I saw the she, first movie. I didn't read any of the books. Uh, I mean, she had like six kids. Yeah, you know, and she <laughs> she took good care of them, raised them all, and protected them. I mean, how many of them were wizards? All of them? I think they were all wizards. Oh, I, I don't know. I'm Is not a huge Harry Potter fan, but I did. Oh. I did follow enough harry potter but yeah oh. she and plus like you know feel free to the, tell us why we're wrong at invading podcast at uh, gmail.com and invading podcast yeah at, uh, um the Twitter. i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna put up the whole list uh, we're gonna make the i'll put it up on facebook and you guys can chime in with your top 10 Please. or whatever you think should have been on the list or 
what you disagree with. We're we're happy to to argue with you or or listen to what you think. I mean, that's the reason we do this. We want to we want to <laughs> yeah. Please let us talk know, about it. Like I started to run out of things here. I have, I mean I have a lot of people, but it's like there's things out there I I know that are out there that okay. I just didn't think about. So yeah, I know I had a hard time. I was like I'm like uh, I'm like there's there's got to be some that I didn't think about. Like when you started naming off like Tina Belcher. I was like, or not Tina, um, Linda, Linda, and I was like, oh man, I'm like, I didn't even think of Bob's Burgers. Yes. So number four, I, who do you have for number four? I have Aunt May from the Spider Man. I know, you know, like that's my number three. Oh man, maybe maybe we should have conferred like our lists because <laughs> we probably like, should have. You know, what? I'll, I'll switch. Is... I'll switch Aunt May. No, to, you don't gotta switch to, to the to the Jaws from Jaws 3D because. <laughs> It was the mom shark that went to go save the baby shark. I had uh, I had Marge Simpson for number four. Oh well, there so you that, go. That was my animated mom. Oh, did I? I had Marge Simpson somewhere. Did, did I just did I take her off my list? Oh, totally that, she puts up with like all four of her kids and her husband. That, that's why I said four kids. And, and you know the funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but you know what's funny is like I almost went the route. Like I was sitting there looking at cartoon moms, like you know Wilma Flintstone, Marge Simpson, Lois Griffin, and I'm just thinking I'm like. Lois isn't a good, no, parent, she's not a good parent. I'm like, no, no. I'm like, no. how often do they make fun of their daughter? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's why I was, I was, you know, I, yeah. I was talking to Mary about this. Like, and then Aunt, Lois. Yeah. Aunt May was my number three, even though it's Aunt May. Oh, Marsh uh, is my number three. It's right here. Oh, we got, we got him flipped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even though it's Aunt May. Yeah. She raised Peter Parker uh, and yes. is Spider-Man. So that was my one comic uh, person to to slide in there. Well, okay, so for number two, I'm going to slide in. I'm going to put in. I, I cannot remember her name off the top of my head. Uh, the mom from Malcolm in the Middle. I know her name's Jane. Jane Krasmerick is her real name. Oh, yeah, um, I didn't watch a lot of Malcolm. In it's the Middle. like that whole family is like they all bonded together. Like they were yeah. terrible people, but they washed out for their own. Yeah, and she put up with all of them. And that. And if you've not watched that show, it's on Netflix all its entirety. It is. It is actually really, really good. And it. And Brian Cranston. It. Like I. I always joke about how. Uh, like, I mean, he Malcolm was, Middle is a prequel to Breaking to Bad. Breaking Bad. I was just gonna say he's cooking meth, <laughs> yeah. and the whole family stays together. Yeah, Dewey's Jesse. You just yeah. don't know it. We gotta cook Jesse. <laughs> um, what, what? Which one was that? Number three? Yeah, it was my anime. Okay, what was your number? Was that your number two? Or yeah. Number? Well, because no, um, no, number two. I number actually, two is your March. Uh, yeah. Number two, I had Sarah Connor for number two. Oh, there we yeah. go. Because I had Claire Huxpool as my number two, but yeah. I switched it. Um, and yeah. and very a lot of incarnations of Sarah Connor. That's um, true. I get, you know what? That, well, I guess that ties into our bad moms later. We'll get to that because the the lady that played Sarah Connor in the TV show. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's the same lady that right. goes into some of this other stuff as bad moms. So, yeah. um, oh shoot, I so, should. Pro- you know what? As much as everybody likes it, that's going to happen right now. I'm going to just going to give this right now. Spoiler! Spoiler alert! Yeah, that's coming later. So anyway, well, um, who's your number one? Uh, this one, I, you may not have thought of this one. Okay. My favorite TV mom of all time. Mm-hmm. Kitty from that seventy show. That's a good one. Yes. Yeah. I love Kitty. That was that was a good one. I saw that looking over lists of like just people that I could probably that trying to jog my memory. Um Beatrix Kiddo was my number one. Oh. I yeah. I loved Kill Bill a lot and the concept of the revenge she's getting on Bill, plus trying to get re- reunited with her daughter. And then the last part at the end with kind of like her daughter and her yeah. her, you know, killing Bill, it was kinda Oh, you might want to hit spoiler alert just because they oh, might not know yeah. she kills him. But yeah, by the way, <laughs> no, don't. Kill the, Bill. The movie's been out for like, for like twelve years. Spoiler alert! <laughs> spoiler Bill alert. gets killed. There's going to be a cutoff for the spoiler alerts, just so you know. Like a decade or so, if we yeah. say something and you're like, 
Wait what, a second. What, Bruce Willis was dead? No, that's your own And fault. Die Hard the entire time? Yeah, Die Hard was all <laughs> in the spirit world. Especially in that last one? <laughs> <laughs> like the first stunt, he actually gets killed. Like He doesn't keep going. through. First not- it was his hairline, and then the rest of them is what <laughs> like, happened. He doesn't actually save Nakatomi Tower. He gets killed immediately <laughs> with everyone. <laughs> He go. He goes to the Great Beyond with Carl Winslow. So that's um, that's our top ten for the the best moms. Um, yes, and then we're gonna jump into the bad ones here. I'll start it off here because you already named somebody. Uh, Pamela Voorhees was my number ten. Oh, there we go. Um, who's Jason Voorhees' mom? The the slasher from Friday the Thirteenth. It's weird how I thought that she was a good mom and you thought she was a bad mom. <laughs> I almost put her in the good moms, but then I thought about it and I'm like. Uh, well, he's already dead, so she's not really a mom anymore. Well, no, like while she was out avenging him, he was alive. It's just that not, he didn't no. actually die until part four. Oh, here we go. He? So he was alive until part four, then he got killed and was not around for part five, and then he was brought back to life in part six. Oh, okay. Yeah. I. Anyway, just to let Those you know movies, how much I know. We. Yeah. No, that's fine. But. uh yeah, so she was she was my number ten. Um, my number ten. So here I'm going to get into this is my AMC part of my list here. So uh, number ten, Debbie Draper for a Mad Men. Is that uh, who January Jones plays? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like, I saw her on a list because I was looking through lists today and like just trying to jog my memory, and I saw her on the list. And I've never watched all of Mad Men, so yeah, I just you know like she was given like a tough hand in terms of a character because of Don Draper, but. Man, there are times where she is icy, and I don't know if it's Debbie Draper or January Jones. However, you know, and this will tie into something we're going to talk about a little later. <laughs> She's on um, The Last Man on Earth with uh, that's that Will Forte show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I tried watching a couple of those. You know, like. I, she's actually pretty funny on there. So really? like, I just, she <laughs> actually has a personality, you know, but it's like, but when she was cast as like Emma Frost and X-Men first class, I'm like, that's perfect. <sighs> it, yeah. She is the ice queen. She didn't keep it going. Emma, yeah, yeah, I don't want to get into Emma Frost. So, my so, number yeah. nine was uh Kate McAllister from home alone. Oh, I, you know what I, today I wrote down some other names and I, I didn't remember her name. I wrote a uh, woman, woman. I wrote mom from <laughs> home alone. Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you, how could you forget you a kid? You forgot about your kid yeah. twice. Yes. Like. <laughs> yeah. So no, you're right. They, yeah. um, so <laughs> my number nine, mm-hmm. Skylar White for Breaking Bad. Mm. You know, cause it's just like she, mm. There was a lot of times that she needed to back off and let Walt just have his business, you know, like just let him do his science and make some money. Like, I would say she was a, I didn't like Skylar. No, the, she was supposed to be the person that you felt sympathetic about. Yeah. The way then, that they did some of the stuff, I'm just like, I don't know. You, stopped, like, yeah. you, you did stop feeling sympathetic for her, yeah. but I really don't think it ever conveyed into Walt Jr. or the, I can't remember the baby's name. The baby. Um, I don't know. But yeah, baby methy. I don't remember. The baby methy. Yeah. yeah. But all I all I remember is like, yeah, I guess because like they just kept hiding all that stuff from yeah. from Walt Junior. And he, dude, this is bullshit. <laughs> and then like they told him, and it's still bullshit. Like that's well, true. Make up your mind, dude. Yeah. Is it? Is it? <laughs> I don't know. It's just like in a gun. Like I, I wanted to like her, and there's bits where I can sympathize, but yeah. I don't know. At the beginning, the first season, I was kind of like, man, she's got it rough. Second season, it was all downhill. I'm like, I don't yeah. like her no more. So that was who was that? Was your number nine? That's my number nine. Who's your number eight? Uh, my number eight, Peg Bundy. Oh, that's a good one. 
Peg's on my list. She's not number eight. Though. Damn it. My number eight was Mom from Futurama. That's my number seven. Oh! <laughs> Mom from Futurama. Well, let me just jump right into that. Yeah, Ma- right. Mom from Futurama. Um, I mean, she's got, like, so many corporations. Yes. I mean, she makes robots. She makes weapons. She makes, like, furniture. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to switch my number seven and just, she, just to frustrate you. So, she's yeah. <laughs> she's kind of terrible to her kids, too. No, she's terrible to all, all four of them. Except for the robots. If no, you count the three, robots. No, it's three. That's the one that you find yeah. out that is... Yeah. It, you know what? I'm not going to ruin that. You guys got to watch Futurama and find out who the third son is. But I think she's pretty good to the robots, but then, no. then again, that's just to yeah. kind of like take over the world. So, um, since, since you took mom from me, I'm going to put down Padme as a... Padme is on my list, too. Damn it. So, okay, let me, okay. let me, Lorraine McFly, how about that? Oh, that's, okay. I don't have Lorraine McFly. Yeah. Lorraine she tries Mc... to sleep with her son. She does, but it's not really kind of her fault. She doesn't know, but still, it's pretty damn weird. She tries to sleep with weird. Calvin Klein, you know, like yeah. from Back to the Future. So. Um, my, my seven and my six, I'm going to do those back to back, because okay. it, to me, it's almost like the same person, is uh, uh, Lucille Bluth and Mallory Archer. <laughs> You took my three and four. Oh, that's moved up the list. Were they right next to each other? Yes, like my were. two. Like in my mind, I'm like hey, it's Jessica Walters. I can't. I can't just like. Yeah. No, it's like basically she's playing Lucille Bluth, but as a spy mistress yeah. on mm-hmm. Archer, and that's perfect casting. Like, uh, I don't know. So I know people that don't give Archer a chance, but it's, I think it's like some of the best written television. Period. Archer is amazing. Yes. Like I, I am such a, a fan of Archer. The same thing with the rest of development. Like you guys aren't watching that. You need to watch it. <laughs> so I don't have a three and four anymore. So let me just do well, my five. Like, five was my Peg Bundy. Oh, there you go. So, so Peg Bundy, which as entertaining as Peg Bundy was, and as much as I love Peg Bundy, she was not a good mom. No, you know, not not always there for the uh, for um, Buck and uh, or not Buck. Buck. Bud. Buck was the dog. Buck was the Bud dog. and Kelly. Bud and Kelly, son, the son and daughter. <laughs> Buck the dog. Nobody. Yes. Yeah, whatever. David Faustino, you were the dog. Yeah. So all right. So I'm going to do my number five. Um, no, no, my number six. I'm sorry. Uh, Mother brain. From Metroid. Oh, that's a good one. I almost put Mother Brain on there. I almost put which you know. I was trying to think. I'm like, yeah, you could kind of put Samus on there too because I think it was it Super Metroid or the Game Boy Metroid where she befriended she, a Metroid. She befriends a little baby one. It pops out at the end, and then you're, you're like, you can't shoot it, and yeah. then it follows you everywhere, and you're like, oh great. Yeah. So, but Mother Brain, it's like I'm just gonna let my kids run all over the place. She's that mom that goes to the store and lets her kids run all over the place, mm-hmm. and it's like, where do these kids come from? Oh, it's that big pulsing brain. Yeah. Yeah. So and there, there's like, that. This kid won't get off me and stop sucking my life energy. Yeah. My number five, mm-hmm. Norma Bates. That's a good one. Maybe not from the show, but I'm talking like from the movie. Even though she was already dead, the, the whole Norma Bates thing. I thought that was just like she must have messed him up. She did. Yeah. That 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 was that's a good one too. There were a lot of good ones that I saw, like um like Joan Crawford from uh, Mommy Dearest, but I've never seen that. Yeah, it's been a long time. That's that that woman. I guess was pretty wrecked. Um. All right. Who's your number four? Uh. Well, I had Mallory and Lucille. Okay. So I'm gonna sneak in for my number four, which I guess will also be my number three. I'll sneak in uh, Grendel's mother. From Beowulf. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, must have messed him up too. Make him go after Ray Winstone. <laughs> Angelina Jolie. Yeah, Angelina Jolie. Yeah, that, the we'll just put, Angel- yeah, we'll just put Angelina yeah. Jolie. Um, my number four was actually the Scarlet Witch. Oh. So I know everybody's getting exposed to the Scarlet Witch in Age of Ultron, but in the comics, uh, she has a kid or she doesn't have a kid with the, with another character who I'm not going to spoil because leave things up to it. Um, but she really doesn't, and then she kind of goes crazy, 
and she's very powerful. So she creates, she can manipulate reality. So she makes fake kids and changes the entire world based on oh. that whole thing. So she's kind of like Lucille Bluth. But with powers, I don't know. Yeah, if Lucille Bluth could manipulate reality, <laughs> I would um, argue that she can. So yeah, like like uh, they did a whole story arc called House of M, which was basically centered on uh, the Scarlet Witch changing the entire world uh, uh, yeah. just because she wanted to have her kids back that she never actually had. Oh, so yeah, that's uh, I would I would agree. Um, so my three and four are gone. Uh, my two and one might oh, be close my, to yours. Oh yeah, go ahead. My my three was Mrs. Robinson. Oh, from, from the graduate? Mom. Yeah, from the graduate. Oh, why was she? Well, I mean, she she seduced. She was a pretty good mom. She seduced Dustin Hoffman, <laughs> yeah. and then it got worse when her daughter tried to start dating oh, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. So like, well, they were going to get married. They were going to get married, and then in. she broke. She was trying to break them up. So yeah. this woman's trying to break up her daughter with like she. I mean, you know, she's like true. the I first cougar, that. but you know, the well, first maybe not the first cougar. <laughs> the first cougar, <laughs> but but definitely again. I mean, like you know does that to their daughter that's true well that kind of goes to my list later here later so my my number two i'm going to put in mama from dread of the mama clan yeah i'll get i'll you know we were talking about that a little bit earlier and i'll give that to you that's a good one which um which is funny because i know who your number one is we talked about this and it's my number one but it ties in but my number two is actually padme so, oh, so I uh, yeah. It's just like oh, you die of a broken heart, but you got twins. Yeah, you know, like, it's uh, it's like you just you just gave birth and you lost the will to live. Yeah, like you know, did they not have adoption in Star Wars? I mean, are you really that? Well, I mean, like, um, what's his name? Uh, you know, Jimmy Smith's got one of them, right? Like, yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, there's like she like I mean, it is Lucas writing. <laughs> You know, I mean, the character, you know, he had to figure out a way to get rid of the character. And he's just like, you lost the will to live because Vader force choked you and broke your heart, you know, which the romance wasn't set up that well anyway. And then you have twins and you're there giving birth and then you're just like, ah, my kids are here. I'm done. So when you say Lucas Ray, I'd imagine him gripping the pen in his fist like in the pit, like it's just like this, this thick, angry, like writing of this, like all capital letters, and just be like, "This is Lucas writing." This is what's I picture happen. him more like using magnets on a fridge. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I you know me, I am a massive Star Wars fan, yeah. but some of that stuff that guy wrote, and that's one of them. Like I, I really felt like some of those actors were not terrible. Even Hayden Christensen. I just feel that some of the stuff they were given to well, work with. It just, I feel like, like he was jamming, like, like, well, this is how the story has to end. So it, just, like, he's like, oh, yeah. I need to tie this up somehow. Yeah. But, yeah, just the, I just had twins, and I'm going to give up on, you know, there was no internal bleeding. There was no so complications from is, the birth. Is Padme Bob Saget's wife in Full House? Uh, well, I don't know. Because he had twins he had to deal with, and, like, you never saw her again. So do you think Full I didn't, House? I don't know. I don't know the story behind Full Bob. House. Like, no, no, no. Me. I know that. But, I mean, <laughs> I know the story of Full I don't know the story behind Bob Saget's wife on Full House. You don't know. Maybe it was Padme. Maybe it was Padme. Yeah. That's maybe, where they, maybe that's Full- where they were raised. Like, Uncle Joey. <laughs> yeah. You know, just, it all, just think about it. I don't, yeah, no, don't, but think, that, don't think about too hard. That was my number two. Okay. So. My number one, uh, and I think it's your number one as well, yeah. is uh, Cersei Lannister uh-huh. from Game of Thrones, who is yeah. also Mama, but she's also um, Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor from the Sarah <laughs> Connor Chronicles. So she was a good mom and then a terrible mom twice. Yeah. So if it makes you 33% of a good mom, I don't know. Could be. Yeah. I don't know. But, but yeah. Yeah, she's Cer- vicious. Cersei's, Cersei's a. So we mentioned 
the House Lannister and everything <laughs> fell apart here at the show. Yeah. And wow, that's and I'm being I'm being really loud right now too because I was excited. So anyway, worst mom, Cersei Lannister. Yep, on both our lists without knowing, without knowing. Because uh, just I, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, watch it. Like you'll yeah. you'll love that character. You'll love to hate that character. So yeah, yeah, right. and what she's she's done, like what she she bred. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So all right. Um, Moving on from that, uh, we wanted to get something fun here at the, the very last bit of the show. Something I talked about um, uh, last week. Uh, we, in honor of the twelve hours of terrible, I thought it'd be fun to maybe do kind of our own thing of that, where it's more what dice dice. Where 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 did I put the die at? Did I lose the die? You might have. Oh, son of a gun! Don't worry about it. Um, hey, okay. wait, I got it. You got it. You got it. Go. All right. I'll figure something out. Just keep talking. I'll keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I I had a prop to use for all this. I and um. So, but well, where did I put it? I think I was in the middle of trying to figure out what was going wrong with the board here. I think I took the one die we had and lost it. So we we're going to do um a a challenge for the both of us. So the challenge is this: that we both picked um six absolutely questionable movies, and we're going to challenge one one another to randomly go one to six. And pick from each other's lists, and whatever movie it lands on, we are going to have to watch it and then talk about it next week. So think it's, of it as like a Netflix Wheel of Death, but I know Joe didn't do Netflix. Uh, well, I did, but Netflix is – it's not what it used to be. Um, <laughs> I don't – like the olden days of Netflix? Like what do you well, – like, like there used to have a lot more um, – I don't want to say selection, but it was just kind of like uh, – you could find some really weird stuff on there, and there's not as much weird stuff as you could find before. Because no. so, I, I honestly, I don't use Netflix as much as I used to. Oh, so uh, my challenge was, um, and I, we'll talk about this more next week. Uh, so here's here's the, we were foreshadowing last week what's happening this week, and we're going to foreshadow next week what's happening next week. I guess uh, uh, Mad Max Fury Road's coming out. Um, I know Joe's excited to see it. I'm excited to see it too. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going we're going to talk more. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about this next week more about. Um, post-apocalyptic movies. Um, however, though, the six I picked out I felt are more indicative of post-apocalyptic. Yeah. So I I just kind of picked, because we, we had talked about this Wheel of Death thing and and how it was like awful movies or, you know, bad movies that you either hate to watch or love to watch, but they're just bad. So yeah. I, I kind of picked some. And unfortunately, these, these are not on Netflix. Um, I had to get them by my own means so that I could have Paul watch them. But that doesn't mean that you should not try to seek them out if you're curious. Yeah, but the six I have are on Netflix right now. So, um, <laughs> you know, wh- now I feel bad because I'm like the guy who's like, I'm like, ah, oh, you need to go buy stuff. <laughs> yes. So let's see here. Let, let's do, you know what? Let's do the Netflix ones first. Okay. So you go ahead and roll on the die that's not a die. What do we get? I thought we were doing the wheel. Oh, yeah. Like, we're going to roll a die, but also we have a fancy. That wheel oh. keeps going. Let's keep going. Oh. Oh, one dollar. One one dollar. Ninety five cents. I don't know. That's that's wheel of fortune. That's that, 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 price is right. That's wheel of fortune. That, that, it says it says trip to Venice. <laughs> trip to Venice. Is that a movie? Trip to Venice. <laughs> a brand new twenty seven inch tube TV. I don't know. Um, right. So what? you landed on number two. What did I get? So do, do I? Should I tell you what you didn't get? 
first? Yeah, well, let's yeah. Okay. Tell tell me what I didn't get. I want so, I want to talk about these movies cuz they're they're going to pop back up again. Yeah, so I'll go from 6 because number 1 is is a winner here. So number 6 was Cyborg uh Jean-Claude Van Damme. Ooh. It was the the unofficial not really sequel to He-Man. Um, that, that I'll keep that around for next time we do this. No cyborg um, too, though. So you know, who's in cyborg too? No, Angelina Jill. I didn't know that. That's amazing. Uh, I, I could read you the Netflix descriptions for each of these, if you'd like, uh, just so you can see what, <laughs> what you've missed out on. Okay. No, um, I'm, okay. I'm familiar with cyborg. Okay. Uh, number five class of Newcomb hive. Hi. Hi. I've class heard. Is hive. that a, um, is that a toxic Avenger? Tromaville. Trump. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. And it's actually about Tromaville High School. So it's, it's post apocalyptic in the sense that it's a high school that's like affected by, you know, radiation. Newcomb High. I've yeah. heard of it. So keep that around here. Here's one that you've not heard of called The Colony, um, that has Lawrence Fishburne, which I typed incorrectly as Lauren Fishburne, <laughs> the female actor, the female Lawrence Fishburne, and Bill Paxton. Um, hmm. It is a more recent movie. The, the description here just sounded amazing. After losing contact with the only other known settlement in an icy post-apocalyptic landscape, an outpost of colonists discover a sinister threat. So you missed out on that one. Hmm. Number three, this I guess this ties into this one's called Ice Tastrophe. You missed out on. I, I saw Ice Tastrophe on the list. I saw like I looked through Netflix and, and yeah. Ice. Ta- I, I remember seeing Ice Tastrophe. Okay. So then um, number two, uh, it's called Forty Days and Nights. I don't think this is an asylum film, but it feels like they're like, hey, Noah came out. We should do our own Noah story, but it's a futuristic Noah story. And I was going to punish you with that. So, but you. Um, Actually, you know, you hit number two. That's your, that's what you won because number one, forty days, 40, and... forty days and nights. Because number one was left behind with Nicolas Cage. Oh, you I didn't saw get that, that one. one too. Yeah, so you got forty days and night, um, forty days and nights. Uh, when a colossal tectonic shift causes the seas to rise five thousand feet, a microbiologist and a defense contractor desperately try to save life on Earth. So you have to watch that. Okay, that sounds pretty amazing. So, what, so what, I have what? to wait. I, wait, I have to watch which one? Forty days and nights. Okay. Yeah. Since you, I ha- since I ruined that by uh, reading have, that, and then then yeah. Have you watched any of these? Um, no. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's that. You know, like I, I should probably have watched Cyborg by now, just because I watched Masters of the Universe last week. I may have watched Cyborg a long time ago, because I mean, I mean, in the eighties, nineties, like Van Damme movies were kind of hard not to follow. You know. If if you saw Van Damme was in a movie, it was just like, hey, it's another action movie of Van Damme. Let's fire it up. Yeah, and um, Left Behind, I will only watch with friends uh, with uh, alcohol around me because uh, I don't think I can watch a Nicolas Cage Rapture movie otherwise. Yeah, and... Nicholas Cage. I'm keeping that one in my wheel of death until you pick it. That's a, that's a guaranteed that's going to happen at some point. So, um, did you did you get your six? Uh, yeah. Hold on a second. Um, I I don't know how you guys will find any of these because <laughs> some of them are are pretty weird, and I know like a lot of people out there are resourceful. So, um, and like I'm I'm pulling up uh, I'm pulling up the descriptions here so I could kind of read them and, and let Paul. Oh. Paul, read them, too, because I think some of them will be pretty good. So go ahead and hit that wheel. Okay. Let's see what you get. Oh, yes. and I got uh, the number four. You got the number four. Oh. So I'm probably – I mean, there was a couple on here that that would have been interesting for him to get, but I'm going to let him read 
what movie he got. Okay. I'm scared. I'm not. All right. They, the summary kind of cuts off. I don't know if. Eh. Well, wait, here, let me see. Is it Ice Pirates? Okay. Please tell me it's Ice Pirates. No, it's not Ice Pirates. It's Street Trash. Street Trash. From 1987. So, here, read the summary, that summary right there. I'll I'll go over the rest of them, but... When a liquor store owner finds a case of Viper in his cellar, he decides to sell it to the local hobos at a $1 a bottle, unaware of its true properties. The drinks cause its consumers to melt very messily. Two homeless lads find themselves up against the effects of the toxic brew as well as going head-to-head with Bronson, a Vietnam vet with sociopathic tendencies, and the owner of the junkyard they live in. <laughs> Thank you, Zombie Fiend 2000, for writing that plot summary. <laughs> so um, the other movies we had was uh, were uh, The Divide, which came out in 2011. And this would tie into a lot of the post-apocalyptic stuff. So okay. that that was kind of on my list of like the Mad Max-ish type things. Um, uh, survivors of a nuclear attack are grouped together for days in the basement of their apartment building where fear and dwindling supplies wear away at their dynamic. And this is like one of those movies like we were t- I was talking about earlier about watching just, you know, how, you know, people as humanity and, and stuff like break down. And, and Michael Bean's in this one. Oh, well. So... I mean, and, if there's anybody I want to enter the world, it's my And opinion. I think in it, it was a tough movie to watch, I think, because it doesn't really, I don't want to say pull any punches, but there's some, there's some weird stuff that goes on in this thing. Because you don't really have a huge backstory for these people, but, you know, after you start to see stuff they do, you're like, what, what were these people? Um, another one which I kind of wish you'd got was The Stuff. Have you seen the stuff? I've seen half of the stuff. <laughs> this, um, the I, stuff. I started watching it on Netflix, and it was weird. And I remember that from being a kid. And I remember it was like marshmallow fluff that ate people. Yeah. And then there was some guy that could do martial arts in the middle of it. He was no, it's like the guy was like famous Amos. Like he was like the rival, like dessert guy in the middle of the movie. He's like, oh yeah, yeah I could do martial arts now. And it's like, and it, it's isn't that? I feel like it's the guy from Saturday Night Live too, and I can't remember his name. Like, no, the, you're right. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Oh shoot, yeah. I can't uh, but yeah, the stuff was um, Garrett Morris. Is Garrett Morris. About. That's it. Yes. Uh, the stuff was definitely about like yogurt or marshmallow or whatever, but it's like some weird alien. Uh, thing is, uh, the synopsis is a delicious mystery goo that oozes from the earth is marketed as the newest dessert sensation, mm-hmm. but the tasty treat rots more than the teeth when zombie-like snackers who only want to consume more of the strange substance, substance at any cost begin to infest the world. I think they need to remake this with <laughs> Nutella. <laughs> that would be great. Yes. Um, the other movie, this one is kind of just, this is the only movie I literally probably wanted to shoot myself in the theater watching. I can't remember why I went and saw it because it came out Was it Crow City of Angels? Why would you make me watch Crow City of Angels? <laughs> no, it's uh, it's The Pledge with um, uh, Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing this cover. Um, and, yeah. yeah, I don't want to see that. It, it, <laughs> see, you're like, I don't want to see it. And basically, a retiring police chief pledges to catch the killer of a young child. It, it just... It doesn't go anywhere. Like, you, you just, I don't know. I, I remember okay. watching it, and I'm like, I am incredibly bored with this. <laughs> like, I would rather be watching some terrible. So Jack Nicholson was method acting boring. Oh, it was so bad. Um, 
The other two were kind of fun. Uh, Undead, which is a, a post-apocalyptic zombie movie. I've seen that. The Australian. The New Australian Zealand one. one. New Zealand yeah, one. Yeah, New Zealand one. There's the guy who ends up shooting fish. Yes. Yeah, where yeah. He's no, that was a lot of fun. Fighting. Yeah. That dead is a fun movie. Yes. Okay, so I'm glad you didn't get that one. And then the <laughs> other one was mentioned on our Facebook page uh, uh, by one of my friends, uh, Rubber. Oh, I need to watch that. Which came out in 2010. Um, About a killer tire. <laughs> yes. Uh, let me describe this. A homicidal car tire... Discovering it has destructive psionic power, sets its sights on a desert town once a mysterious woman becomes its obsession. And I I mean, that's kind of like I re- it was on Netflix at one point in time. And I, and I watched it because I'm like, OK, I, I got a bite. You know, this mm-hmm. description is just, you know, interesting enough. So I watched it and, and, it, and it really is kind of like you're just like, what? the hell is going on like it's 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 a tire it's that well isn't there like a weird like fourth wall breaking thing where there's an audience watching yeah it? yeah there's a really weird yeah that's really weird it starts in the beginning there's like a fourth wall audience just sitting in the desert watching it and they don't explain why and they can pretty much see everything it does and and that's it all it's a weird group oh, of people man. young old there's a kid in a wheelchair like it makes no sense why all these people are just watching this tire you know i i will i Keep that on the list because, well, you know what? I'm looking forward to that. Maybe don't keep it on the list. That's well, something maybe, yeah. I'm glad we went over the list because I'll take Undead out of there since you've seen it. Yeah, that was actually a really fun movie. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that movie a great deal. Um, you, when you say rubber, it makes me think of, did you see John Dies at the End? No, you've told me to watch oh, it, and yeah. I know it's on Netflix. I might I might sneak, you know what? The Future Wheel of Death, I might sneak one movie on there that I like just to be like, maybe you get a chance of something that would be great. I don't know. Like there's oh, like, like, that, like, like that the, one in six chance, yeah. you know? Like you spin the wheel and they're all bankruptcy, but then there's mm-hmm. one that's like $5,000. It's like, oh, you might hit the big oh, one, you know? Yeah. So I'll, I'll watch Street Trash and you'll watch 40 Days and Night. 40 Days and Nights, not 40 Days of Night because that's the vampire movie. Or is that, that's 30 Days and Night. 30, uh, 30 yeah, days whatever. Night. So, yeah. so many days and night. I don't know. Um, so we'll do that. We'll report next back, report next week about how that went. Uh, Joe's going to see Fury Road this weekend. I may not get to it, but um, I, if if he does see it, I hope this is in it. Oh, but yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's gonna happen this weekend, and then we'll be back next week. Um, in the meantime, guys, you know, interact with us, uh, comment on the Facebook stuff, let us know what you would like to see or what you liked about the show. Yeah, you please know, feel free to mention weird movies, and because we'll do the Wheel of Death again. Um, also, feel free to please argue our uh, top ten best worst moms. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that would be that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, the, the email address is invading podcast at Gmail. Uh, Twitter is at invading podcast at Twitter. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then just the invasion of the podcast on Facebook. Um, we're on we're on Podbean. We're on iTunes. Uh, pending Stitcher. Stitcher's like, pending. It, it's searchable, but I don't know if they've officially approved it yet. I am I am in the process of working on getting this available for uh, the masses elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's process because everybody got to apply and then they got to approve it to make sure that we're not saying, you know, a bunch of swear words in a row over and over and over again. Yeah. Which will be next episode. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it going. <laughs> um, but, but definitely share us, get us out there, get kind of viral, help us because, you know, we're not doing any of this for money or anything. We're just doing it for fun. And it's, you know, it's more fun when you get more people to talk to about stuff like this. I know a lot of social media, I try not to use social media, 
because of all the stuff that gets flooded in and I don't want to be another one of those things like I'm going to scroll through my feed and, oh, just ignore this. But, you know. While my feed is nothing but cat photos that I post daily. Yeah. So Here's more e-cards and pictures of our babies. and Yeah, I, I time hop pictures of children that I don't even have is what I do. <laughs> I'm just like, remember this kid I didn't look at three years ago? I'm going to show a picture of it. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah. yeah, please hit us up on all this stuff. Uh, a lot of fun. Um, forgive the technical hiccups um, and the lack of dye. I don't know. Like I, I had all this stuff set up tonight and then then the whole show shut down for a minute and then I freaked out and I was weeping in the corner and Joe slapped me like six times and was like, <laughs> you gotta get back up there. Back. He's like, I will get I will get a, a pillowcase full of soap like in full metal jacket and beat you until you get back up on the microphone. <laughs> so that that happened. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, please hit us up. Um, and I think that we're going to end it now because I hit buttons yeah. and we're going to go out. And yeah, anyway, have a, have a good week. Uh, yep. We'll talk to you next time. And um, I don't know. Don't cross the Lannister. No. No.